The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at tntradio.live. The latest from batshit bonkers Britain, Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And a very warm welcome to the Katie Hopkins Show on Wednesday, the 20th of December, where I'm about to head back onto the tour bus uh, for one of my last speakeasies of 2023. Coming up in the show today, the Trumpster kicked off the ballot in Colorado, uh, out of the running to be president there. I'll be explaining while this will last about as long as my first marriage. We're talking the guidance on gender questioning children and why the problem starts with these three words, not forgetting my top three out of the UK and a glorious quote from Alison Moyer. Stand by your beds, good people. I may be in the driving seat, but you are the engine for this show. Here is how you join the conversation. Katie Hopkins wants you to chat to her. Just go to tntradio.live, hit chat, and join your family chatting away. We're on the highway to freedom, where listeners drive the show. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Ah, good morning, Boreda. Good evening. Welcome to everybody all over the place. Thank you very much to the lovely Dean, who you know just goes before me and we hand over the baton. I'm here eating my crunchy nut cornflakes over my milk. Dean's there drinking wine. I think I'd quite like to be drinking wine for breakfast at this point, wouldn't you all? I think it would just take the edge off the day. <laughs> and it's a busy one for me. So uh, radio now, a couple of things to get sorted. My father is going to hospital today for a nasty uh, thing on his head, which none of us like the look of, other than the fact we don't like the look of his head most days, but this isn't good. So uh, all of that going on in the background, uh, sending mum and dad good vibes as they head to the hospital on the bus. Can you even believe? Let me tell you, they're going to the hospital for quite a serious appointment for my dad's, I'm assuming it's some sort of cancerous horribleness on his head. And uh, we grew up in the days before suntan lotion. So they're heading to the hospital on the bus. Can I say my parents are, well, particularly my mother is quite functioning. They own a snazzy car. And by snazzy, I mean it's small and it goes very fast indeed. And my mother can drive like a bat out of hell. But they're on the bus. You know why they're on the bus to go to a big appointment at the hospital that is quite serious for my father? Because they've got a free bus pass. And they've got a free bus pass because here in the UK, you still get a bus pass when you're over the age of, I think it's 70. And it means that old people basically just travel around on buses for something to do, which I think is a great thing, right? It's an outing. But get this, if you use the bus before uh, 9.30, I think it is, because that's peak. Thank you. Say best wishes to my dad. Um, bless you. Uh, we're sure it's bad news. But you know what? You just got to just got to keep going. Don't you like a, le a leopard on Xanax? I don't know where that even came from. So they're going on the bus because they've got a free bus pass. But my father is very annoyed because his hospital appointment is 9am and therefore they've gone on the bus, but they'll have had to pay. Can you, I just, they are just Methodist to their core. They can't help themselves, but use the frugal option. They're on a bus because they've got a free bus pass, even though the free bus pass doesn't kick in. It will not surprise me in the slightest. In fact, at the commercial break, I should probably, I've been texting my mother, who's just let me know 
she's on a bus. And so she got the reaction she would have been hoping for from me, which was a rude word, which was like, what the F mother? <laughs> and so I guarantee you, I'll do this in the commercial break for you guys, so it will be live. Um, I guarantee my father, with whatever the hell is going on with him, will have haggled with the bus driver to try and get there for free. And it will surprise me not one little bit if the bus driver let them off, which given what they've got going on today, thank you so much. A hospital parking is extortion here in Bolton. Right. And that will be a leopard on Xanax. I know I wasn't really thinking properly. It was supposed to be something like a little bit speedy, but Xanax came out. Prozac would have been better. Um, yeah. So hospital parking. And that's why they'll have been on the bus. They will have worked out that even if they had to pay on the bus, it will have been cheaper than paying for parking. And therefore, this was still the correct decision for them because clearly they should still be saving their money. Because after all, when you're 76 and you've got something very nasty growing on your head, I mean, why not keep saving? I mean, why spend your money? As I tell them consistently all the time, spend it, use it, enjoy it, buy whatever you want, have whatever you want, do whatever you want. It's not my money, it's your money, spend it. But it is hardwired into their system like frugal Methodists living on yak's milk. I know the expressions have gone wild this morning, I can't tell you. They can't do it. They still can't turn their heating on before the 1st of December, they can't. They still have to look at reduced items because it calls to their heart and their very being. And success for them is, you know, an all-you-can-eat buffet where my you should have seen what your father ate. Hmm? Eh? You should have seen what your father ate. Oh, oh, I've never seen any plate piled high. Value for money, huh? Value for money. Right, what's going on with Dean? Is Dean trying to... Oh, coincidentally, my mum had to go for a biopsy for a dark spot on one of her lungs. She feels fine, though, so we're hopeful it's nothing. Well, there we are then. So Dean's mum has a dark spot on her lung and my father has a large growing at speed thing on his head. So in many ways, Dean's mum and my dad are a perfect pairing. They've both got very sinister things going on in different parts of their body. But you know what? We will jolly our way through because being fearful is no way to invest one's time, is it? And I always think life is made up of all the parts that we lived, not of the bits where we end up with dark spots or black bits or weird growing lumps that definitely shouldn't be there. And I will also say, and this is not an inference towards Dean's mother, I'm talking about my own father. Well, I think we've discussed this before, haven't we? Bear in mind, I'm supposed to be talking about Trump right now, but with, you know, let's go close to home. We're just being honest and confessional, so that's okay. Spend it totally, it's yours. No good to take it on the other side. They don't take cash. <laughs> right? I tell them it all the time. They go on a cruise, right? So you think, oh, okay, good you know, a cruise. Lovely. What do they do? They get an inside cabin because it's cheaper. Last time they went on a cruise, you know where their cabin was? Literally over the prop or 
whatever, I'm guessing some form of propeller mechanism at the very back of that thing. And they could hear it grinding away. You don't know how many weeks, months or years you've got left and you choose to be on an inside cabin sitting on top some kind of prop shaft. Uh, what, does that accrue you Methodist points? I'm just, is that how this works? Anyway, back to my cancer stories. Uh, not aiming at Dean, I need to be very clear about that. You could make up a person from all the bits my family's had chopped off. And you can say Katie Cancer's not funny. But you know what? Here we are, get a balcony. So I've tried that. I've tried finding out what cruise they're on to call and upgrade them to the outdoors, right? And then my mother gets all secretive and they won't tell me quite which one they're going on and they won't tell me. So I've, I'm failing at this. So my, um, yeah, my family. So like if we take the ones that are dead as well, uh, so my grandfather, that's an ear, my grandma, a leg and a foot, my mum, not wishing to give away private details, but you know, other elements, female elements of her body, age 38. Uh, I'm missing the top of my, someone's got the, my skull somewhere. My grandma, she had a good few bits removed. Just saying, between all of us, my dad's now gonna be the front of his head. We've got enough to make up a whole person. I mean, it wouldn't be a very good looking person. But anyway, I think what we can say is, um, we can say good luck to Dino's mum. And I've just got a feeling it's going to be fine. You know what I mean? I also think, you know, if you find these things, well, there you are. But what you really need is the answer to the thing you found, don't you? Because I remember this when I was um, expecting Indy, so my first baby, and they found out she was missing a gene. And I think I've gone down this path. I won't do it today because it will set me off really easily. But sometimes... We've got medical advances that give us the tests, but they don't necessarily tell us what the tests tell us. You know what I mean? So you find that there's a spot, okay, great, but there's no immediate, oh, and so we're gonna do this with this, or we found this and it's fine. It's like, oh, by the way, there's a shadow over your head. Oh, well, thanks for that. You know what I mean? I'll just live with this shadow over my head now. I'll just walk around carrying this bad bit of information you've given me. Okay, I'll just carry this around with me and be cheery and tell my children I'm fine because I probably will be fine because things will be fine because things will be because good people are fine. But like, you know, they burden you with the outcome of a test. Like, oh, your, your child is missing a gene. You don't want to have this child. It could be a monster but they don't tell you what to do about it really, or the answer, they just tell you that something's wrong. And I'm unclear how I feel about that other than not being done to by the medical establishment and always, always, always having someone to advocate for you and always, always having someone by your side if you enter a medical establishment in the UK. You know what I mean? Like my father's got my mother today, but if it goes beyond this, it's going up the chain. And at that point I'm involved and no one wants me involved. Can I tell you what's happened? So I woke up at five o'clock this morning with the thought that there was something important that we needed to talk about. And it's been true because Trump 
has been taken off the ballot at Colorado, which we need to talk about. We're going to talk about it after the commercial break, but what we're going to do before the commercial break is we're going to play a clip. So in the state of Colorado, for the primaries, which decide who will be the candidate, so there's a Republican primary and a Democrat primary, in the Republican primary, where it's like a Miss World selection process, to decide who will be on the ballot, they have taken Trump's name off the ballot because of Amendment 14, Clause 2, which is in the Constitution, which I have here and we will go into. But in a genius move that some GB news presenters could do with, you know, listening into, Vivek Ramaswamy, one of the other runners and riders, who has no chance, but that doesn't matter, he could now be VP, right, has said, you take Trump's name off, get my name off that ballot as well. It's a tactical move, it's a genius move, it will get him endless amounts of kudos from Trump mates, but he's basically said to the state of Colorado, you want to mess with the people's democratic right? I'm not even going to play the game. So what we'll do just before we go to commercial break is we'll take a listen to the throwdown by Vivek Ramaswamy to the state of Colorado that says, if Trump's not on there, my name's not on there either. The Republican Party have come out and said, if Trump's not on there, we're not going to be on there at all. Let's just take a listen to a man standing with Trump at a time when he's being erased from the ballot in Colorado. Take a listen to this. They have just tried to bar President Trump from the Colorado ballot using an unconstitutional maneuver that is a bastardization of the 14th Amendment to our U.S. Constitution. This was a provision, Section 3, that was designed to bar Confederate members, people who switched to the Confederacy, from actually being able to serve. That's very different than what's at issue here, to say the least. This is a hollowed out husk of what the country was built on. The basic principle that we the people select our leadership, not the unelected elite class in the back of palace halls. That's old world Europe, not the United States. That's why I'm making a pledge today that I will withdraw, I pledge to withdraw from the Colorado GOP primary ballot unless and until Tr Trump's name is restored. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and Nikki Haley do the same thing or else these Republicans are simply complicit in this unconstitutional attack on the way we conduct our constitutional republic. I refuse to be complicit in that. I think what they're doing is wrong. And I think it's up to Republicans to step up and stand up with a spine for our country's future. That's really what's at stake. Whether we the people actually have a say in deciding who leads this country. Yes, it would be easier for other Republicans like me who are running in this race to say, hey, if Trump is sidelined, there's our opportunity. No doubt other candidates are probably privately celebrating with their corporate sponsors. That's not the right thing to do. I think the most useful thing that every GOP candidate can do right now is to join me in that pledge. I'll say that I will withdraw from that Colorado GOP primary ballot until Trump's name is restored. This belongs to the people, not to the unelected Democratic cabal of judges in Colorado or any other state. And I demand that Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley and Chris Christie do the same thing or else they're complicit in what the security state is trying to do to shut down Trump. I stand by that and I expect them to do the right thing. Ooh, 
such good play by Rivik, Rivik, <laughs> is he a frog? <laughs> Vivek Ramaswamy. So Trump gets pulled off the ballot in Colorado. Vivek comes out and says, I demand uh, that Trump's reinstated. We the people, you hear him referencing so constitutionally, we the people. So when we come back after this short commercial break, we're going to talk about what's just gone down in Colorado. I will break it down as to what actually has happened uh, with reference to the Constitution. And I have reassurance for you as well. So go nowhere, good people. We're going to talk about Trump coming off the ballot in Colorado when we come back. Uh, we're going to a short commercial break, but don't forget. I have a special set of skills. And if you leave me, I will hunt you down and I will break your legs. My name is Katie Hopkins and this is TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Joe Hoff. Just a terrible situation there. And Biden was behind it, pushing these arms, pushing billions of dollars over there. We don't know where that money went. I'll bet you money. I'll bet you a huge percent uh, went. I bet you more than 50 percent didn't go to the uh, to the people or to the war. Uh, it went to people's pockets, kind of like what we have in, in uh, Palestine. Uh, with the U.S. since since well, under Biden, uh, Trump shut this down. Thank God. But under Biden, Obama, they started sending billions over to uh, that part of the world these people are have been after israel forever and and uh, supported by iran and billions of dollars going their way and uh, to help them uh, you know basically uh create chaos in the middle east terrorism and and we saw what happened earlier this year about a month ago uh, the two one attack in israel and the death and destruction rape and kidnapping more than 240 people kidnapped joe hoft on today's news talk radio tnt Take us back in time, and who was Mike Flynn? He was the national security advisor to the president. Why is it that they go after me so hard, and why me? Why does Barack Obama only talk about two people to the incoming president of the United States? When I was sentenced, the judge says, you have been convicted of lying to cover up for Donald Trump. To which I say, cover up what? Russian collusion? There was no Russian collusion to cover up. We see in today's current uh, scenario with President Joe Biden, who came in with high expectations, that he has been viewed as divisive. And we're committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom. The liberal media say, well, this is his love for his son, and yes, he's gonna protect his son. But let me tell you, a lot of fathers love their sons, but their sons had to go to jail when they broke the law. At this moment, people see a lot of those telltale signs of a far left drift to the country. Whether you're talking about socialism, or you're talking about communism. Socialism is just a kinder cousin of communism. But the goal is the same, for the state to have control of every aspect of your life. We have multiple hearings on different agencies that have actually just gone rogue. They took fewer men in the takedown of El Chapo than they did to arrest me. And Comey went back to his organization and brought his other thugs together to basically give them the ground rules. Okay, here's how we're gonna, here's what we're gonna do. And give, now I need some ideas about how to execute this, basically this act of treason. I think we all know, James Comey, that you're a great storyteller because you made up the entire story about Crossfire Hurricane. So it's really fitting that a criminal like yourself wrote a crime novel. Do you remember me? Remember me from your book signing? It doesn't matter whether they're Republican or Democrat, people will sell their soul to obtain an ounce of political power in Washington, D.C. I don't even know that draining the swamp is the appropriate metaphor anymore after what we've seen. 
these last four years. We need basically an exorcism in Washington, D.C. When, you know, Satan is tempting Jesus in the desert, I'll, I'll give you all the riches of the world. I'll give you everything. All you have to do is bow to me. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what Jim Comey has done. That's what these bastards have done. The Fall of Deceit at SalemNow.com. You're with Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Yes, my darlings, and we are back together. That's what these bastards have done. Oh, that's what these bastards have done. Morning, all. Uh, morning, all from Craig. Katie, my comment is, what is Trump doing in Bob Moran's Roman blood paths with the cabal? That is like a complex bit of lexicon there, right? If you're not deep down any of our rabbit holes, you're not gonna get any of that. But my interpretation is, so Bob Moran is a darling uh, cartoonist that I know well, I love him. I'm hoping to get him to perform with me in Blackpool that he must have done, I believe, you're gonna correct me, I think, he must have done a cartoon painting of Roman bloodbaths with the cabal. And I think therefore he must have put Trump into the painting. So if someone can correct me, maybe you could post it on Tribe uh, for other people to see, and then I can get to the bottom of that. I can get in touch with Bob Direct and get uh, you an answer. Uh, so TNT Radio has a chat function. I should tell you, if you're new to the show, uh, do say hi. Um, so tntradio.live, if you tippy type that into your computer, if, you could, if you're in Australia, obviously you put it in your computer. If you're in England, you put it into your computer because we pronounce our consonants because we're not idle. Uh, just joking. Uh, not that much joking, but yeah, joking. So do go to Tribe and Chitty Chat Along because lots of people on here know a lot more things than I do. And so you'll be entertained. Yes, Katie, that's right. I knew you see. Code, code speak from you, shorthand, I know what you're saying. Okay, right, we'll get back to that cabal thing. What I want to talk about, because it's important that I give you the lowdown that you need on this whole Colorado thing. So Colorado, I've spent probably about, I don't know, four months of my life in Colorado, so I know it really, really well. Uh, I'll say that there's a place called Colorado Springs, Hot Springs. You're not supposed to be naked in Colorado Hot Springs. I will tell you, I've spent a fair amount of time naked in Colorado Hot Springs. I know, just, just to titivate you uh, with a story that has nothing to do with me being naked in Colorado Hot Springs. But if you ever have swum in there, just know that you've swum in my, what would we say, cooking juices. <laughs> That's the most inappropriate thing I've ever said at 8.20 in the morning. Um, so Colorado, loads of Democrats, amazing red, amazing red. And actually Colorado is the inspiration for my speakeasies because in one of the uh, pub clubs there that I do stand up, they have an actual speakeasy hidden behind a secret door. It had a secret passageway. Only people who are invited to the speakeasy behind the bar, uh, behind the secret door in the pub can come into the speakeasy. I've performed there as well. And during the time of the 2016 election, when Trump was on the ballot, and this guy who runs the bar went round to his local homes that had a Trump flag up in a Democrat state where, you know, that's spat on, and he put postcards through their doors to invite them to the secret speakeasy. And that is what gave me inspiration for what I've spent the most part of this year doing, which is running secret speakeasies up and down the UK. Anyway. Colorado, Democrat judges 
put in place by Democrats. They voted to take Trump off the primary in Colorado. So the decision about who's going to be the Republican presidential candidate, that ballot, they've said, right, it won't have Trump's name on it. Trump's not going to be on it. And the reason um, that they've said is that he's disqualified because, I want to get this from the BBC report, because obviously they're loving it. Um, he cannot run due to a constitutional insurrection clause, which is 14th Amendment section Two, three. So I have my constitution, uh, 14th Amendment. Always buy yourself a constitution, by the way, people. If someone's asking what can they get you for Christmas, or actually, no, what you need to buy yourself. And they're incredibly cheap. Uh, they give them away as well for free in America. I personally think everybody should have one. So section three, no person shall be a senator nor representative or elector of president or vice president or hold any office, yada, 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 flardy, 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 blah, if they have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. I love this document so much. I love the way it's written. I love the verbiage. But Congress may vote of two thirds of each house remove such disability. So the 14th Amendment, Section 3 says if you've been involved in insurrection, you cannot be a senator, a representative, elector of president or vice president. But it doesn't say you can't be president. So there is plenty of room for this to be appealed. Um, and there are there court itself, even though it's Democrats, was split 4-3. Let me tell you, let's put away all of this stuff because you're going to hear this wall to wall all day. Trump can't run in Colorado. Trump, <laughs> ah ha ha, naked Katie weeing. I didn't wee in the Colorado Springs. I said cooking juices because Colorado Springs are naturally warm water. So I was being cooked. Do you see what I mean? Okay. Uh, removing him from the ballot may guarantee him the White House, precisely. But that's not even the thing. So you're going to hear wall-to-wall -wall, uh, BBC coverage today. Let me read you the BBC headline. Colorado Supreme Court kicks Trump off ballots, citing insurrection. So all the leftists will be like, Ugh. I don't want to do a, a rude gesture here on TNT now that uh, the boss has got us in vision. But if we weren't in vision, I would be making a gesture uh, involving my left wrist. But only two fingers needed because... You know, these Democrats have such small, you know, but we won't go there because clearly that's very rude. But, you know, you can see the gesture I'm dying to do. <laughs> this is this is willy waving and I cannot bear willy wavers. I slightly because I haven't got one. I've always wanted to have one just for a day. Do you know what I mean? Someone here saying I could not give a toss about this shite. Well, all right then, but you could give a toss enough to write a comment on here. You couldn't give a toss about Trump. Fine. If you don't understand that Trump will be the connection and America is hope, that's fine. But why you need to go on chat to say, I couldn't give a toss about this shite. Why don't you do something else a moment while we're talking about it? I could give a toss, so you're going to hear about it. Don't want to hear about it? Block your ears, go somewhere else, listen to some music, come back in half an hour. There's loads of other presenters on TNT. You don't have to listen to me. This matters. So this is willy waving by just lawyers who want to, oh, Supreme Court, they're all talking about us here in Colorado. Oh, 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 right. It's willy waving. Two, it, uh, his name stays on the ballot. 
subsequent to his appeal. So it stays on the ballot. Trump's name currently will be on the ballot. It is on the ballot. It still will be. And the appeal runs out the day before the primaries run. His name's going to be on there. Three, when this decision hits the Supreme Court, not just a Colorado Supreme Court made up of Democrats, it will be thrown out in about uh, 0.2 seconds, which is why the Supreme Court of America is so important because the law is not the law. The law has never been the law. The law is one man's interpretation of it. And if you have them on your political side, it's supposed to be nonpartisan. We all know that's a load of crap. I personally know that's a load of crap in the UK because it cost me my house. So this will be thrown out by the Supreme Court. And what will have happened is a few things. Number one, this will be a major fundraising moment for Trump. This will propel him into the stratosphere of support because you know, regardless of your views, of your politics, of what you believe, of how much you hate Trump, maybe you couldn't stand what Melania wore, maybe you don't agree with the fact that he used to sleep with hookers. I don't really care. Regardless of your view, imagine a time when you can't have your name on the ballot because the left are so scared that you're going to beat the old man Biden who may or may not die before the election. I've got a feeling he will. Um, you try and take a guy off the ballot. You've got an armed militia in Colorado, quite a big one. You want to take his name off the ballot. So Supreme Court throw this out, massive poll jump for Trump, uh, and then brilliant play by the guy that I played you before the news, right? Vivek Ramaswamy. If you don't know Vivek, look him up. I've always said he's a joker, he's a non-runner, he's just there to promote himself for a new show, maybe on Fox, probably not, maybe on One America, maybe on mm, one of those other channels, right? So, well done everybody on chat. Chat's going crazy. You want to join the chat, uh, slag him off, slag me off, uh, say that you couldn't give a toss, say that you could give a toss, get on chat, tntradio.live. Come on, people, drive the numbers. We will get back to our glory days of many, many people always talking, but I can see the chat spinning away, which is fantastic because your voices matter more than mine. So Vivek has done an amazing thing because he has thrown in excellent tactical play. Vivek has said, I stand with Trump. If his name's not on the ballot, my name's not on the ballot. Another brilliant thing has happened, uh, which is the Colorado Republican Party says it will withdraw from the ballot, it will withdraw the Republican ballot, uh, pardon, the Republican Party from the ballot if Trump isn't reinstated. So all of a sudden, <clears throat> Vivek Ramaswamy throws down, I will withdraw. Oof, the Republican Party say, Let's play that game, we'll withdraw. Boom. And this has been kind of my whole thing for 2023, well, the last four years. If you stand together, you beat them. If you self-preserve and isolate, we lose. You self-preserve for one more day, we lose. The NHS, 100,000. Could there be a more perfect example? Huh? 100,000 people plus told they would lose their jobs that they loved, caring for patients that they deeply cared for, taken to the point of HR meetings, discussing the day they would leave, how they would leave, forced out, some of them divorcing, their husbands or wives because they wouldn't take the vaccine. And still they stood, and still they stood. And because of that, the government, the day before it was due to oust 100,000 people, it had to do the U-turn. Here, 
you know, jump on, Vivek, the Republican Party. No, we're not standing for this. I love it. I love it. It's just terrific. And Vivek's got absolutely nothing to lose. Trump, people that were supporting Trump will still support Trump, but now they'll be so thrilled that Vivek made a stand. Nothing to lose. He gets to call out Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and demand that they do the same, which that's a very awkward moment for them. And then he gets to use this going forward. Vivek will have a massive bounce in his campaign. He will do brilliantly as a result of this. It would not surprise me if Trump brought him alongside. Certainly Vivek has earned himself a place if Trump is successful and isn't taken out by a you know, su suspicious fall from a tall balcony. Uh, Vivek's just won himself a place in the administration. I just, this is the play. This is why GB News, you know, not to criticize anyone else. Hmm? But this is how, you know, if, 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 um, so without criticizing the platform, because we need voices wherever we can get voices, but where Mark Stein was forced out or told he had to pay his own Ofcom fines, which is a ridiculous notion, if every single presenter had said, nah, if he goes, we go, they'd have, they'd have had to bring him back. They'd have had to bring him back. And this is why it is always, it's heartbreaking when people say, oh, I had to have it to travel, or I had to do this because, there's always a because. How far will you go to stand with the people that you know are on the side of the right? Because you know very well, I'm all in. <laughs> I've been all in for a very long time. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see what you're saying. Katie, can we have an update on the crinklies? Oh God, I forgot to, look, I got all so excited about the Trump situation. I forgot to text my mum. Right, I'll text my mum in the next ad break and we'll get you a crinkly update. Um, uh, I'm just looking for, um, he pronounced it, it Vivek, like ache. Vivek, yes, I would say Vivek. Vivek Raj Ramashwarmi stood up. Do you know, the gentleman running studio today, can I just say, he says this, if I could grab him, I would. He says Vivek's name or Vivek much in a much more sophisticated manner than I do. Like, I, I mean, I honestly, darling. Um, bankers run the show. That's why it's pointless. Yes, I see you. Good. Thank you, Ivan, for the helpful thing. But so the elections over there are rigged. But there comes a point where the power of the people is overwhelming. And this is the election for it. Don't even ask me what's going to happen in 2024. Don't even ask me. And don't even ask me. I mean, all I know is that I've already booked my flight. Like, I, I may have to move to America for the whole of 2024. Because what's going to happen in America? America wants Trump. And if they don't get him this time, ooh, 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 all I know is I want to be there. I want to be in the fight and I want to be on the front line. <laughs> That's all I know. Um, so, my darlings, here's what's going to happen next. We are going to go to break. I will, uh, on behalf of Tribe, message the Crinkleys and find out how they're going. Don't, just let me tell you what's going to be happening. Mum's going to be like, oh, we're stuck in traffic. We're stuck in traffic on the bus. Yes. Yes, no, no S, mums, no SH1Ts. You're in a bus, you're going to be in traffic. Or oh, your father's doing my nutting. That could be the answer as well. Your father's, because my dad doesn't like to go to hospitals. He's never had a sick day in his life. He's never been in hospital in his life. 
and he's going to be doing what I do, which is over speaking, which means he'll be talking to everyone on the bus and my mother will be like, oh God, just shut up. So I'll find out where the crinklies are. And when we come back, I mean, I've got that many stories that we're never going to get to today. It's ridiculous. We're going to have to throw out, I think we're going to have to throw out Scottish, to be honest. I wanted to talk about their budget, but it doesn't, doesn't feel like a Scottish budget kind of day. I wanted to talk about the fact that we're shutting down London Paddington for Christmas. Did you know that? And King's Cross and the Heathrow Express. Yeah, during Christmas. I wanted to talk about that. But I think what we might do is talk about gender questioning children, because that feels like kind of important. So go nowhere, good people, apart from to the chat. The chat's gone mad today. So tntradio.live. You don't even have to chat. You can just go on there and watch everyone. Just watch everyone chitty-chatting or say hi. I will warn you, if you say hi on chat during this show, it'll be like yesterday when I fell over walking the lions, like Antilda started humping my head. Basically, the, the tribe will kind of, you know, hump your head, um, but in a really, a really good way. I is there a good way of having your head humped? I'm unclear, but either which way, the tribe will hump your head. Uh, tribe... Oh, my dad's 84, but has dementia and I'm heartbroken. Mm. Oh, right. So I'll catch up on the crinklies uh, and I'll come back to you with that. You will go to a break, but don't you go anywhere or I will break your legs. My name is Katie Hopkins and this is TNT Radio. Deweaponizing weather with reality and perspective. A few weeks ago, it was brutally cold across Europe. That colder air moved into the northern and central parts of Siberia and it's now moving through China, where they've had some of the coldest temperatures that they've ever recorded. Now, this cold air, when it comes out over the Pacific, is going to cause a very interesting phenomenon. We're going to see this big upper air low pressure system really get cranking around the Aleutians. When that happens, the whole weather pattern in North America, which has been very, very warm, is going to change. What'll happen is you'll get a big upper high pressure system that will develop in response to that over the western part of North America. And that will send the Arctic air down into North America, especially the central and eastern part of the United States for January. Now what's interesting is, this is known as the bathtub slosh theory, except that it doesn't really slosh. The theory is if it's cold on one side of the pole, a month to a month and a half later, it gets cold on the other side of the pole. But the way it accomplishes it is through a process where the cold air in Asia moves out over the water, and because the water is warm, causes the development of this big upper air storm, which in turn changes the weather pattern across North America. So we are not only the climate watchdog, but we're the weather watchdog. And while we've had a North American December exactly opposite of last year, well, guess what? Winter quit last year in January and February in North America. It looks like it's going to start coming out gangbusters this year, but not till after Christmas. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog meteorologist Joe Bastardi asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. I didn't ask to be thrown in the streets with nowhere to go, but I did ask for help and Covenant House was there for me. One in 10 young adults will experience a form of homelessness this year. For these kids who didn't ask to be put in this unthinkable situation, Covenant House is there, providing hot meals, a safe place to sleep, medical care, and love. They just really genuinely just wanted to help me succeed and I'm succeeding. To learn more, go to safeplacetosleep.org today.
The latest from batshit bonkers Britain. Katie Hopkins on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Yes, my darlings, we are back. Um, so I'm just looking at everybody's piling in with their uh, crinkly stories. Oh, uh, my late pops got a water infection. The doctors did nothing. So we ended up in hospital and passed away from an illness. Oh, he caught on the ward. We were having to feed him and water him as the nurses didn't check his intakes. Oh, that's terrible. And I'm so sorry. And that's exactly what I'm saying about having an advocate. Um, and I suppose at a personal level, uh, as an effort to make the world a better place. Oh, blah, blah, blah. It's the only weather you've got. <laughs> The world's a better place. One of my lovely daughters um, that I was told that the daughter I referenced earlier with you guys um, that I was told wouldn't survive or would be a monster or, um, well, anyway, we can't go too far down this road because it sets me off every time, as you know. But uh, I was told to have a termination uh, at eight months <clears throat> by um, medical professionals who could tell me what was wrong or sort of that I would give birth to a monster, but um, but couldn't tell me how to fix it other than it would be selfish to have uh, my baby and that I should have a live, I guess, abortion. But this isn't, I wasn't intending to quite go down this path, but here we are. And as I say, tribe drive the show. So uh, actually that daughter now um, is 19 and I think she's perfect and she may not fit into what is conventionally seen as regular or uh, normal, you know, but I happen to think that all the best people are weird and normal and regular are terrifying signs of people that will be readily compliant. My The point of what I'm trying to express here is that that daughter that I was told to terminate at eight months plus is now working on a dementia ward in um, a hospital as a nurse assistant. And so to be um, listen, listening there, sorry, losing the ability to speak, listening to someone say that their dad wasn't looked after and wasn't given water. Well, that's sort of my daughter's job is to make sure um, patients get their uh, food and that they can eat it and that they get water <clears throat> and that they can drink it. So I'm uncertain how this world balances itself out but I know that there is a sort of cycle of the thing. And the child that I was supposed not to have because she'd be a monster is now the child making sure that you don't have to go through what you went through with your father because she's helping the patients out. And yesterday a family said to her, not to brag or anything, but uh, yeah, um, one of the relatives said to her, oh, this is the lovely lady that takes care of my dad. And it was my daughter. So um, I'm just sort of trying to express that in the sadness, um, there is this sort of miracle of making things 
right or making things better. And now I'm able to say, look, Indy, you know, oh, uh, sorry, I shouldn't, I never say my children's names. Um, I try not to. I, uh, every day she goes in and does something kind, like helps someone to get to a bathroom or she get, puts their radio on or they, they have a little table where people can sit together to have their meals so that they have someone to chat to. Or if someone makes friends with someone on the ward, um, my daughter can sort of put them together so they can have chit chats together. Even if they're completely mad, <laughs> at least they have companionship and someone to chat to. So I, I hope that sort of helps in a way, in a world that is sometimes frightfully cruel is that please know that many of us are out here trying to heal things in any which way we can. And my daughter is on that list. So hooray for that. So let us talk. Let us move um, without pause before we get to nothing at all of the show that I prepared. Don't worry about me just working my fingers to the bone to prepare things we never talk about. Gender questioning children. Right. So yesterday, the government produced its guidance on gender questioning children. I don't know if you've seen it. Maybe someone would um, be kind enough. Uh, well done to everybody getting involved on Tribe. You guys are busy today. That is a busy old chat. Do join them if you're out there and you want to be part of their conversation, which I'm just a, I'm just a, you know, sort of a nosy person peeking on in. Um, do go onto Tribe. There's lots of people sharing their most private things. And actually, I don't mean private parts. I'm terrified. <laughs> Last thing you need to see in the morning is Welsh knackers. <laughs> I know that from personal experience. <laughs> Don't get me started. Stories of Welsh boyfriends. <laughs> so if you uh, if you do just go to uh, Tribe and join in, Potty Mouth has just inferred that her daughter is weird. So there's somebody on here on Tribe who's always relentlessly um, despicable, uh, calls me Potty Mouth. Potty Mouth has just inferred that her daughter is weird. And this individual is just on the Tribe, just on chat in order to be abusive and offensive. And that's fine because that's absolutely, uh, if you're a free speech um you know, if you're a real fundamentalist, you have to believe everyone's allowed to speak. I would always say, though, don't expect to put a comment on there without me coming back at you. So you said Potty Mouth just referred to her daughter as weird. Yeah, absolutely, I did. My name's not Potty Mouth either. My name is Katie Hopkins. And my daughter is weird. I'm weird. And I tell my kids and have done since the day they were born, it is good to be weird. All the best people are weird. And if you had any iota of understanding what I've been through to look after my daughter, who was born that shouldn't have been born because I was told to terminate her, you would understand, which you clearly don't. Imagine being the only child not to be invited to the birthday party. Imagine being the mother of the only child not to be invited to the birthday party. And then let me tell you, the only way to protect that child is to tell them that it's good to be weird. We can be as odd as we like and to take that kid, get down to the water and go surfing together in the Atlantic to make it all better. So you sit there on your sofa, you carry on being unkind. You do that because perhaps it makes you feel better. But I can tell you, it just reinforces the thing that every damn day I'm doing what I think is right. And you don't get to hurt me because I'm shielded from that 
because I know that I was doing the right thing for my child who is now doing the right thing for other people's parents. So you just keep doing what you're doing. Now, we were talking about gender questioning children. I'll say two things, we'll play one clip. One, it shouldn't even be, it shouldn't exist. The problem is those three words. The problem is affirming those words. There shouldn't be guidance on gender questioning children because it's not a thing. There's children questioning, that's it. Children questioning, children question everything. I question everything. People on tribe question everything, right? People on tribe question, we're all questioning everything every damn day. I'm not sure if I'm straight or gay or a man or a woman or whatever. Who cares? I'm just this and I'm going balls to the wall every damn day. Of course, kids are questioning stuff because they don't fit or they get left out or my daughter, the only one to be uninvited. Well, what easier thing to do than to say and say, well, maybe I'm trans. Maybe that will fix it. Maybe that's the band-aid that I need. No. It isn't gender questioning children, it's adults abusing children who have questions and just need them answered. Like, we don't know the answers all the time, love. I'm not sure, we could cock this up, but let's give this a whirl. Why do adults have to pretend they need to know the answer? They don't know the answer, which is why kids are damn confused because there's no bally adults in the room that are answering the question correctly. Let's have a little listen to this clip from Rishi Sunak because there is some clarity and some calmness. Take a listen to this. And it also shouldn't be controversial for parents to know what their children are being taught in school about relationships. Patients should know when hospitals are talking about men or women. And we shouldn't get bullied. And we shouldn't get bullied into believing that people can be any sex they want to be. They can't. A man is a man and a woman is a woman. That's just common sense. A man is a man, a woman is a woman, and that's just common sense. Right? That is, to me, the guidance, right? That is the child's guidance. The guidance our children need is a man is a man and a woman is a woman. How? You choose to live your life, well, that's a whole different thing. Who you choose to love, in what way, with what, doing what, at what time, that's your own thing. When you want to get naked with whom and how, frankly, and I've led by example on this one, it's my damn business. That isn't anything, that's up for question, that's up for debate, right? What someone thinks is right and someone else thinks is wrong, you know? That's that's a whole conversation right there. You want to try and shame someone? Sure. You know, you go you do that, right? But trying to answer children with answers that don't even that aren't the answers. Oh, you're trans. That isn't an answer. That is a sick and twisted adult trying to interfere with children. And this is where me and the Muslim uh, massive in Birmingham, in Bradford, in Leeds, in Luton, in Leicester, we stand shoulder to shoulder. And I've spent time with them on the front lines fighting this one. The Muslim, Muslim uh, I mean, I'd call them the Muslim mafia, but I, I'm being favorable to them right now. So, you know, in Birmingham, their LGBT stuff was being forced on their kids. They blockaded the school, right? 
So I went and blockaded the school with them. Good on them. And all they were asking for, they were not attacking someone else. They were not criticizing people who are lesbians or gays or whatever you want to pretend you are this morning. You can believe you're a bedside lamp. I will shove a light bulb up your ass. I will applaud you, but don't ask me to believe the same crap you believe, right? So I blockaded the school with them. All they're asking for is the right for their children to be left as children, to think childish thoughts and to be taught things to do with other matters in life by their parents or as I, my parenting goes, is to say you be as weird as you want to be as long as you're trying to be helpful or good or you would never hurt someone else, go you, right? Looking at tribe, I'd homeschool my daughter now if she was that age, get them out from this shit show. Um, an empty taxi drew up and the transgender crazies got out. Wait, I don't get that, but I think I love it. Uh, there's an election looming, so Rishi is kissing the ass of the population. Oh, yeah, believe me, you know, I know what I feel about Rishi Sunak. I'm just saying when things are stated that plainly, I think it's very helpful. We took ours out of the education system to protect them from this. Uh, you've put rollocks, but I've gone bollocks. <laughs> when they come for our kids, uh, it's the final straw. Uh, lovely, Ivan, I've been weird my entire life. That's so great. I love that. Uh, I think weirdness should be applauded. Oh, let me just, because otherwise um, studio is going to have some sort of epileptic seizure. I can make that gag. It's not really a gag. And also I'm, you know, queen of the epileptics. Let me read you this. Do you remember we were talking about Michelle Moan? This is unrelated to tribe and chat, but keep going with what you're talking about and keep chatting at each other. Right. Um, Alison Moyer. So remember, so Michelle Moan, uh, what was it, 280 million stolen from the taxpayer, uh, 28 million in under her name in an offshore bank account, Michelle Moan Moan. So people were saying, um, why do people do this? Why do people do steal more money when they've got loads, right? So here, um, Alison Moyer, this, I, I that just, oh, you have to wonder how much money it takes for Moan and her ilk to feel like they've arrived. When did pride and shame lose their value in the pointless pursuit of owning stuff, more stuff, endless stuff, the loathsome, joyless weight of stuff? Is that not sheer brilliance? I just... That's to me, that's just the most glorious writing I ever heard. Uh, now, I did ask the Crinkleys, hold on, because um, we're getting to the top of the show, and you asked for a Crinkly check-in. Oh, here we are. How are you doing, Mum? Hmm? This is the Crinkleys. Um, just spent half an hour in Waitrose. <laughs> I love my mum so much. Now in the waiting room. <laughs> Dead quiet and spotlessly clean. <laughs> What? Dead quiet? Is that a good expression in a hospital? But mother says it's spotlessly clean. <laughs> All good. Kiss, 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 kiss. There you are. That's the crinkly update, my darlings. Thanks for spending this hour with me. It's been a sort of a, a smorgasbord of all sorts, but we made it to the top of the hour. Go nowhere. This is TNT. My name is Casey Hopkins. Don't you forget it. <laughs>